Hey, I'm recording here. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> My inner critic has flames for hair. Is built like a linebacker. Has a forked tongue. And wears that outfit that Neo did in Matrix. Like all black leather. What does your inner critic look like? Hi, I'm Autumn Bardow. I'm a traditionally and indie published author of 12 books. Yeah, 12. <laughs> I also teach literary analysis. So my perspective comes from both an academic and a real life perspective. Do you have an inner critic? I think most of us do. But I think that inner critic can be, well, they're kind of like the Goldilocks and the Three Bears story, right? And the porridge. So the, <laughs> the inner critic can be porridge. One critic is too hot. That would be the too delusional Pollyanna. Everything is wonderful. Or your inner critic can be too cold, that soul-stealing ogre. What writers need to find is an inner critic that is just right. Scroll through Facebook or Instagram or Twitter and you will find that people will reveal their inner critic pretty quickly. Don't get me wrong, we need an inner critic. But how much should you listen to him, her, or they? I've got some questions you can ask yourself for determining who your inner critic is. Are you ready? Here we go. Answer truthfully. Do you think that your writing cannot be improved? That it is brilliant. It's amazing. If your method of writing is just Oh, nobody understands it, but that's okay because you know in your heart that it is truly brilliant. If that's what your inner critic says or thinks or feels, you might have the Pollyanna inner critic. Critic. <laughs> or do you think that your writing is horrible? It sucks. That it's so bad that it you can't possibly ever figure out how you're going to fix it, how you're going to get better. You might as well just quit. Or that every writing problem or struggle or snafu that you write into is the end of the world. You want to go into your writer's cave and die, or at least never come back. What will you do? You have a case of the soul-stealing ogre critic. Or do you think that your writing is pretty good? And um, yeah, you could probably improve it somehow, some way. Maybe there's a chapter that, yeah, that could, that could definitely be tweaked. Mm -hmm. Or gee, I wish I had written it this way instead. If that's what you think, then your critic is probably just right. If you think that sometimes your writing sucks, but sometimes there's a sliver of pretty darn good. Then you have the just right critic. 
I think that's the best kind of inner critic. But here's the thing, even the just right critic is really driven by emotion. It's up to you to think logically and realistically, realistically, realistically about that inner critic in your head. And how much are you going to listen to them? You need to have a talk with your inner critic. If you're in a public place, like a coffee shop, don't do it out loud. Otherwise, I think sometimes if nobody's around, have that talk out loud. I think it just makes it more alive and maybe you'll hear it better. Let's take a look at the Pollyanna critic first. Pollyanna critic, which not really a critic, but I know a lot of people who have the Pollyanna critic inside their head. Do you not listen to writing advice from people who know because your Pollyanna critic says, hey, I don't need it. And it's certainly none of what I heard applies to my book. Does your Pollyanna critic not understand when people are being nice, but fake? Being nice to you, not wanting to crush your dreams instead of telling you the truth? Here's a few things that the Pollyanna critic doesn't understand. When somebody says, that is a great concept, the Pollyanna critic hears, yes, that's fabulous. I executed it with perfection. But really what that means is you did not execute the book idea, the concept. It's just a great concept that you did not execute. However, that's not what the Pollyanna hears. Here's another thing that the Pollyanna critic does not hear from friends. This book needs some revision. They'll hear, oh, you know, there's just a few typos or sentences that need to go here or there. But really, what that writer or friend is telling you is it needs a lot of revision. Regarding grammar issues, a Pollyanna critic will hear you have some grammar issues to mean, oh, you know, you've mixed up your, your, and your, your, and your. What they don't hear is what the writing friend wants to say but can't, which is your grammar, dear God in heaven, please fix it. Does your Pollyanna inner critic gloss over all of those comments and paint a fake sheen of gold upon them? Is your inner Pollyanna critic totally disregarding what an editorial review has to say about your work? Because what do they know anyway? <laughs> well, editorial reviews are a big thing and they know their stuff. So the Pollyanna critic, they're lying to themselves. Here's the hard thing. If you're selling books, you're doing something right. Now let's take a look at the soul-stealing ogre critic. The soul-stealing ogre is debilitating. It brings out your fear of publishing, of moving forward, of getting out of your comfort zone. And a lot of writing is moving out of your comfort zone in a myriad of ways, whether it's taking a first draft or third draft to somebody who knows writing and have them look at it, to 
to querying or self-publishing or any other part of the process. Call the soul-stealing ogre critic what it really is. Fear. Then I think you can get a handle on it. Now let's look at the just right critic. The just right critic will go through your manuscript and tell you, you know, this chapter's a little weak, or this dialogue, uh, just not feeling it, or you need to tighten up that character. Chances are the just right critic is 100% right. It's that little feeling that you get that fix it, fix it. You know you need to fix it. And if you don't, you'll know as soon as you hit publish or query because somebody else will find that big problem. There is no perfect book. So there, got that out of the way. I don't think either a Pollyanna critic or a soul-stealing ogre critic will do you any good. They won't help you become a better writer. My suggestion, if your inner critic is the soul-stealing ogre, give him a cookie and then take what he, she, they say about you or your work and realize they're putting up an obstacle and it's about you and your fear. Fear of taking the next step, fear of getting it reviewed, fear of getting an editorial review, fear of having someone take a first look at it and give you some advice or some opinion. If your inner critic is more of that happy-go-lucky Pollyanna critic, kick them to the curb. They're not helping you. They're not helping you improve or grow or learn, which is what all authors do if they want to get better. The Pollyanna critic, much as everybody likes, you know, positive reinforcement, is keeping you down, preventing you with false claims from taking the next step forward, from glossing over your weaknesses and preventing you from learning, you know, to overcoming a weakness that you have, whatever that weakness may be, and doing the hard work that you need to do to become, yeah, a better writer. Next time the just right critic comes to your metaphorical door, invite them in, sit them on the comfy couch, pour your favorite beverage, and listen, really listen to what they have to say. And then do the hard thing that the just right critic needs you to do. Revise that chapter, go through it again, fix that character, fix that plot hole, improve your grammar, pay for an editor, update your cover, whatever it may be. You have to do the hard thing. You know deep in your heart, it's hard. And that's why you don't want to listen to the just right critic, but you have to. The just right critic always wants you to do the hard thing. Do it, you'll be glad you did. So, if you noticed, the soul-stealing ogre doesn't want you to do the hard thing out of fear. The Pollyanna pretends everything is beautiful. The just right critic 
needs you to do the hard thing. And as any successful author will tell you, you have to do the hard thing, and it's the hard thing that pays off. So who is your inner critic? Drop me a line, let me know, or do you have a bit of all of them depending on what it is? I would love to know. Or you could just tell me if you have that soul-stealing critic or even the just right critic. What do they wear? What do they look like? And if it's the just right critic, are you listening? Or do you need to listen more? Hmm. I think writers have voices in their head. Usually a whole lot of voices in their head. <laughs> Tell me which voice is the loudest in your head. I would love to know. Next week, I'll be continuing my writing journal or writing log. It'll be writing log number three next week. And we'll see, we'll see how far I've gotten with this new book I'm just starting. And as always, writers, remember to dream, create, and embrace. Bye-bye. <laughs>